friends, welcome to Wild Hearts with Janine. I'm Janine, your host of this podcast, which, yes, is ridiculous, but we are here and we're doing the dang thing. So, <laughs> I am so excited you guys have chosen to tune in to episode two, and I'm so excited to introduce you to one of my longtime friends, Sarah Camonto. We have known each other since, well, really since middle school, um, but we became closer friends in high school, which was a very long time ago, and I don't want to say how long ago because it makes me feel very old. <laughs> but uh, I'm really excited today because we're going to be talking about a topic that I think is really important and really missed nowadays, mm. and that is the art of being present. We live in a very uh, digitally connected and therefore distracted world where we have a really hard time being present where we are and with the people that we're around, and I just got to tell you, my friend Sarah here is really good at it, so... I try sometimes, <laughs> not all the time. So I think this is just going to be a huge encouragement to you guys um, and to me too because I'm not good at it. So I am right there with you guys. Um, but first, before we jump into that, I want to introduce you to Sarah. Sarah, say hi. Hello. <laughs> we are recording live in Sarah's apartment here in New York City. It is true. The tiny, tiny apartment. It's so cute. I have uh, had the honor and privilege of spending time with Sarah and her husband Daniel for the last few weeks, and it's been so much fun. They have the cutest dog in the world. He's currently sitting on my lap. It's fine. You should follow him on Instagram, <laughs> at Cashew the Doodle. Oh my gosh. Because he's a golden doodle, and he's so cute. So, Sarah, can you just introduce yourself to all the listeners. Um, yeah, so I'm Sarah. I just moved to New York um, a couple months ago from Washington State. I work for a company called Goldbelly here. Um, we ship like iconic foods from all over the country to your door. So if you want some New yep. York deliciousness, you want some New York style pizza, Maine lobster rolls, we got you covered. This is not a promotion. <laughs> not hashtag ad. Anyways, um, so that's what I do. Yeah. Um, what else? Oh, I'm 29. Mm -hmm. Not 30 yet. Still living my crazy 20s. Mm -hmm. um, we just dated ourselves. We did. It's oh, fine. shoot. I am married to an amazing man named Daniel, who I love so much, almost as much as my dog, Cashew, <laughs> as Janine already mentioned. <laughs> that's pretty much me. Yeah. And she's amazing. We already kind of shared how we know each other. It's from school yeah. when we were baby teenagers, but thought we knew everything. Absolutely. Um, but I've, I'm sure our perspectives on like our friendship are a little bit different. So how would you say like we really got to know each other or how our friendship really started? Because we did know each other for a few years before we really became Absolutely. friends. So Janine was always way cooler than me. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, everyone. Um, oh, gosh. She was... A popular kid in the high school land, whereas I did mock trial and student government, so not as much. Um, but so yeah, we kind of knew each other. But senior year, we sat next to each other in AP quotes. I wish you could see my quote fingers right now. AP English. <laughs> um, it was kind of a joke, yep. but we sat next to each other and we got to know each other because we didn't do any work in that class. Uh -huh. um, and I remember there was a day where, I don't know why, but I invited you to survivor night at uh -huh. youth group. I made you come and like eat gross food and like, yeah. Yeah. I don't know, get yeah. duct taped to a wall or something. Yeah. Those classic <laughs> youth group things. Yeah. Um, and here we are. Yeah, so for background, if you don't know, I grew up Catholic, sort of. 
and then didn't go to church for like five years of my life because I wanted nothing to do with what I thought church was and who I thought God was. And then, yeah, one day Sarah and our mutual friend Adam and another mutual friend, David, all in- ended up inviting me to the same youth group event, which was so weird because they hadn't <laughs> talked about it. It was just like, you know, quote unquote coincidence. <laughs> um, and I was kind of just over being asked to go to church stuff. So I was like, ugh, fine. I'll go. I was very angsty as a teenager, um, but I ended up going and um, just realized that there was something there and in those people that meant a lot, and it was something that my soul knew that I needed, and so um, that's really how our friendship was born, right? I went to uh, winter camp a few weeks later in Santa Cruz. Santa Cruz. All good things start in Santa Cruz. (laughs) It's true, up in the mountains. And, um, I mean, the rest was history when it comes to my faith journey. It was the most quick yet transformative moment of my life. And Sarah was, she would never admit this, and she's probably going to be so mad that I'm going to say this right now. (laughs) I'm nervous. But in a way, she and her her mom kind Mm -hmm. of discipled me when I first became a Christian. And it was, like, so organic and so natural and Mm -hmm. just so much love and kindness. And it was a, a side of faith. Mm. that I had never seen before because it was more about relationship than it was about rules. So Sarah and I have been friends for a long time. It's crazy. It's so crazy. And she's been an encouragement and an inspiration to me as a human being, as a woman of God. We're going to start crying. This is too much. Okay, okay. It's only the beginning of the episode. Oh my gosh. Okay. I'm not going to make it through. Well, that was good. So now let's go quickly into a little icebreaker. Just a fun question. I'm ready. What is your favorite place you've ever visited or somewhere you're hoping to go soon or... Oh, gosh. So many options. You know me. Options. I I can't. Okay. Well, because I am who I am, I can't just pick one way to answer this. I'm going to give you two answers. Perfect. (laughs) Um, So, like, top of my head, I love Hawaii and I will always love Hawaii. I, like, quote-unquote again, studied abroad in Hawaii in college. (laughs) That was a joke. It was great. But... Sounds... Terrible. Yeah, it was, yeah, such torture. Um, and then Dino and I went to Hawaii for a honeymoon, and I tried to find a job the whole time we were there. It was great. In Hawaii? Absolutely. Of course you did. Actually, but, like, the time, we went to a timeshare presentation, yeah. and the man, like, that was, like, trying to sucker us into buying a timeshare, I was literally trying to sucker him into giving me a job. <laughs> I had it all figured out. Um, it didn't work out, and I cried on the airplane home. Yeah. So, I love Hawaii. Yes. Short yes. answer. But also, I just went to... London uh, mm-hmm. two months ago or so for like 30 hours. So preface, my dad works for the airline so I can fly for free with him. So don't think I'm that bougie because I'm really not. <laughs> um, so I flew for free to London and like stayed for one night and walked like 30 miles in a day. It was madness, but it was so fun. I went by myself. I didn't like, sorry if I'm offending anyone, but I didn't go to a single museum. I literally just, like, walked the streets I'm not, of London. I'm not a museum yeah, person Yeah, exactly. Like, I I'm like, to, I live in New York. Yeah, There's museums. Yeah. I don't care. I just wanted to, like, see the yeah. city, right? So mm-hmm. I literally just, like, wandered around London for 30 hours by myself, and it was so fun. Yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I remember watching all of that happen, because we texted about it before. Yeah, you're, like, my travel guru. Well, thanks. Uh, <laughs> But I remember watching it all happen, and I was like, oh, I want to be there. Actually, crazy story. When I was in Europe earlier, well, gosh, it was last year now. I know. Shoot, it's 2019, you guys. Um, when I When I was in Europe, 
Um, Sarah and I were actually planning to meet up in Ireland, but because of just different stuff that was going on in our lives, it didn't quite work out. So obviously I was already over there in Europe, so I still went to Ireland. Um, And we recently realized that in Sarah not being there, which was a bummer at the time, God did stuff in our lives individually that he probably, he could have done, but it wouldn't have looked the same way. Um, Because that was the timing for me that the doors opened for us Mm -hmm. to move to New York. Mm -hmm. And we kind of had to go through some rough stuff to get to that. And I don't think we would have had to get to that point Mm -hmm. if I had gone. Right. Yeah. Right. And I, that was where God like spoke to me the most clearly of the whole trip. I finally leaned into some healing that I needed to do, which ended up being a whole experience in and of itself. And then he gave me a vision for the next part of life, which yeah. still, let's be honest, isn't that clear, but it's Is fine. Is it ever? We're, no, no, we're it's just part of the fun. It. And we've always had a dream of being in New York together, and it's finally Here happened. We we're you... living our Gossip Girl dreams. Oh, God. I really hope Confession. some of you guys love Gossip Girl as Please much. Please don't judge us. Okay, so speaking of New York yes. and new cities and new experiences... It's probably a good time to segue into our topic, which is okay. the art of being present. But before we do, yes, let us grab our beverages of choice. <laughs> oh, I'm ready. I have a cup of Irish breakfast tea with Classic a splash of milk and sugar <laughs> um, because I'm a grandmother. <laughs> And Sarah, being the classy lady she is. Oh, not that classy. $5.99 sparkling wine. Don't you worry. Yes. <laughs> I'm just an old woman. Teaser, can you figure out our Enneagram numbers based <laughs> on our drink choices? <laughs> so good. Um, okay, so you yes. have moved a lot since being in college. Yeah. Which was... So wait, we're doing this again? You know, we graduated college <laughs> like... Eight nine, eight, nine years ago? 2007, so... No, that was high school. Oh, you're right. <laughs> we're good. 2010. 2000, you guys were in 2010? I got it early. You took three years? Three and a half. I took five, but my last year was paid for. I could have been done early, but I was like, I got full scholarships. I'm just going to ride this baby there out. There you go. Because real life will always be waiting for me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but you've moved a lot. Ever yes. since you graduated, you've kind mm-hmm. of moved once every year. Yeah. Is that right? Mm-hmm. I was wondering, can you maybe share some of the places you've lived since you graduated um, and maybe why you've moved each time? That was Cashew shaking <laughs> it off. He's got some nice some nice background noises for you. So cute. He's back. Don't worry. Yeah. So if you yeah. can. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. It hasn't been quite every year. I've slowed down a little bit. <laughs> Old age is good for me, I think. I, yeah, grew up in California with Janine. I went to college in Spokane, Washington. Um, You could say there was like that restlessness in me even then because all of our friends were going to like state schools and I was like, I need to experience the world. Like, so you went to Washington. Well, because I went and I visited and it was snowing and I was like, what is this land that I've never experienced before? If you don't know, it like the weather never changes in the San Francisco right, right. area. Exactly. It's 65 degrees all year long, which is nice, but, but if you yeah. long for seasons or just change. Yeah. Just so, change. Spokane, after I graduated, I moved to South Dakota. That was a wild card. Um, <laughs> yeah, I worked on a uh, on Pine Ridge Reservation in South Dakota. After that, I moved to Colorado, Colorado Springs, Colorado. Moved from there to California, mm-hmm. um, back to the Bay, to the Darbones, our landing point. Yeah, they're like <laughs> second sets of parents second for family. Both of us. Yeah. Absolutely, the best. The best. Hi, Lois and Walter. Hi, we love you. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> um, but yeah, so lived there for a summer, and then I moved to Davis, California, and worked with college students at UC Davis. Um, from there, moved to Raleigh, North Carolina. Um, thought I was going to move to Nepal with Amanda. What? Yeah. Oh my gosh. That I was like a yeah. very legit plan. Yeah. And then like last minute just felt like the spirit was like, nope, not right now. And I said, but why? <laughs> I want to. <laughs> um, and instead said, okay, well then if you don't want me there, what do you want me? And then that week, like one of my best friend's parents were like, hey, how about you move to Raleigh? Not on my list of places, but moved to Raleigh. Um, Met my husband in Raleigh, mm-hmm. moved with him, not husband at that point, but dating, moved with him from Raleigh to Portland, Oregon, so back across the country mm-hmm. in a car. I would recommend maybe not doing a two-week road trip with your boyfriend of like oh three months. God. Did it the car like, break down? Uh, no, was that, that was way there. Oh, okay. My car does break down a lot, mostly in Nevada. It's cool, very weird Nevada. <laughs> My car didn't break down, but like our relationship almost broke down. Oh, it's good. Time. Also, again, thanks, Lois. <laughs> um, shout out. Um, but it was yeah, it was it was an adventure. Mm-hmm. Um, so we drove across the country together, moved to Portland, got married. Um, from Portland, moved to Spokane again. Also a very weird wild card. And then after we lived in Spokane, we like decided to like do the American thing and like buy a house. Mm-hmm. Hated it. I don't know. <laughs> we were just like not homeowners. We learned our mm-hmm. lesson. Sold our house, and now we live in New York City. Here we are. <sighs> Sorry, that you took no. A long. You did that really well because <laughs> there's I like mean, a lot of transitions, a lot of gray areas. Yeah, in there, you but. did it well because I was like in my head. I was seeing the map. Can you share like maybe one or two lessons you've learned thus far through moving so often? Mm-hmm. And I don't know, you you go from one community to another, yeah. like making friends in new places. I know that that's something that I have struggled with mm-hmm. in this last season of life, not being consistent in one place. Um, so yeah, maybe like how to get connected when yeah. you're in a new place or um, any really, I'm yeah. sure there are so many things you learn from the last eight years of all those moves and yeah. so many different <laughs> so many different contexts and places. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm definitely better at like the getting connected than the staying connected. So, and anyone who knows me knows that. Love you all. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think just moving so much, I definitely, it's been really fun to get to live in like different parts of this country mm-hmm. and live in just like such different communities and hearing so many different people's stories. And I am just such like, I don't know, it's like intoxicating to me. Mm. Um, getting to know different people and like different people's stories are, I mean, I could, it's like my fuel of life, right? Mm-hmm. Which is why New York is like crazy to me. I just want to like sit on the subway all day and just be like, who are you? Tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> what excites you in life? Um, yeah. yeah, so I guess it's like with all of that excitement, mm-hmm. I've, especially in those first couple moves, I was like really good at it, right? Like everywhere I went, I like made these amazing groups of friends and it was so amazing. And I would like move on to the next place and like meet these new people. But I think by like move five, it like kind of started to catch up with me mm-hmm. and give me a little bit of anxiety because mm-hmm. all of a sudden then I had these like five groups of people that I loved that all of a sudden I feel like I still needed to keep in contact with mm-hmm. while still being present where I was. And, um, yeah, that was rough. But I also learned that, like, I don't know, I think once you move a couple times, you realize that, like, you can find, like, what you need anywhere you are mm-hmm. um, if you're willing to just be there. Mm-hmm. And, like, there are amazing people anywhere you find yourself mm-hmm. if you're willing to just, like, put in the time to, yeah. like, 
build those relationships yeah. and hear their stories and yeah, hear what excites them and what makes them who they are. And it kind of requires your, you putting yourself out there, which yeah. for a lot of people is probably kind of uncomfortable, mm-hmm. right? I mean, it is. <laughs> I, I do it. I do it now, but like, it's not easy. Yeah. Or natural. That's a better mm-hmm. way to say it. It's not natural. Um, but that really is kind of what it takes. You just got to take that first step Absolutely. into engaging in, with new people, like getting mm-hmm. in, involved in different community things that are going on. It requires a little bit of boldness on the, mm-hmm. the front end, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Like whether it's like work. I mean, for me, like mm, I've work. done all these like different jobs and I've always just made it my goal to at least find like two people in my workplace mm-hmm. that I want to like invest in friendship with, even That's if so they're smart. like totally different than yeah. me. Like I've the people that I have like become best friends with through mm-hmm. these different jobs and all these different places are like people I just would never think mm-hmm. of, and they're all so different, like so incredibly different. But I like think back on these seasons of my life, and I like I think of like. Hi, Yerda. I think of you at Jimboree or like <laughs> Natalie working at Learn Aluka or like these different people that are, yeah, just from totally different mm-hmm. walks of life mm-hmm. and different ages and backgrounds. And but like they have helped shaped me to be yeah. who I am today. Well, and that's what's beautiful too. You don't want a group of people around you if you all look the same. Exactly. One, that's really boring. But two, there's no so growth. True. Yeah. Well, yeah, there's a lot less growth when you right. all kind of look the same. Yeah, so absolutely. that actually segues really well. Um, when I was in college, I came across a quote by an old missionary, and his name is Jim Elliott. Mm-hmm. And the quote is, wherever you are, be all there. And it's been like a quote that I just have written on post-its yeah. and stuck on my walls and written in journals, like all these sorts of things. And I love it so much. And I think the reason I love it so much is because I know I'm not actually good at it. <laughs> um, I tend to be a daydreamer, so I'm in my head a lot, which prevents me from always being fully present. Um, one way I do apply it is seasonally, hmm. if that makes sense. So I've been single for a long time. It's kind of become my shtick at this point, which, take <laughs> oh my it. Gosh. No, it's whatever. It's fine. <laughs> um, but I, I, the way I've seen that quote in that part of my life is like, hmm. I'm going to appreciate what I have in this season and the opportunities that present itself, itself, Mm -hmm. present themselves (laughs) and, um, the things that I'm able to do as a single person. I don't want to long for something I don't have and miss out on this, but if you get more granular, it even is like in your workplace, in your relationships, in your family, like whatever, Mm -hmm. you can add whatever context you want in there, but being present is so important. And so like that quote, wherever you are, be all there. Hmm. What does that mean to you? That is such like an existential yeah. no, question. No, it's good. So, you know. It's really good. Yeah, I think it's interesting because I I want to say like, oh, yeah, I'm so good at that. But like. But she kind of is. No, I'm not. Because <laughs> this is a thing that was, I think, um, am I allowed to talk my Enneagram number? Am I allowed to bring that up? I'm gonna yeah, bring it up. yeah, bring it up. I'm going to bring it up. Dude, we all okay. freaking love the Enneagram. So, so I'm, yes. I'm obsessed. It's helped me like understand who I am. But I think like. As a seven, in case you hadn't guessed that yet, like I, <laughs> I like I long to be like fully present, but I always have one foot in the next thing, and it's not, I don't have it in the past like a lot of people mm-hmm. do. I have it like in Sorry. knowing that I have like other options in the horizon, mm. and so I think like I am fully present where I am in the sense that like I love investing in the community that I'm in. I love like like getting to know the people that are like in the space that mm-hmm. I'm in versus like 
I some of my be- like some of my best friends or people like you and like my best friends from college and like in my heart I know that they are like my closest people, but I'm horrible at contacting them. Mm-hmm. Like I'm sure maybe some of them are listening and they're gonna, they're nodding their heads right now and laughing <laughs> because I like I they're like my best friends and I call them like twice a year if mm-hmm. that because mm-hmm. I am horrible talking on the phone. It's just it's really hard for me because I'm trying so hard to go to the people that are here with me mm-hmm. with the stuff that I'm dealing with Mm -hmm. or, you know, questioning and processing. But I think if I'm like really, really honest with myself on like a very, very deep level, the only reason I'm able to do that is because I'm also allowing myself to have an out to the future. Like that if I ever wanted to leave, I could. Interesting. um, And like start over again. Yeah. So I think for me, reading that quote, there it's like a challenge to myself Mm -hmm. to say like, okay, like, how do I be fully present here, even if it means, like, I never go anywhere else? Mm. And that's way harder for me. Yeah. Like, my brain is future thinking versus, like, past mm-hmm. thinking or comparison. So, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, it's been a fun fun adventure. Yeah. Well, and kind of to your point, this is something we were talking about, I don't know, last week, but it was when your mom was here for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Who? Hi, I, Mom. Hi. Love you. Hi, hi Mom. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, too. Um, we were talking about how living in the age we do where we're so, quote-unquote, socially connected, mm-hmm. but by that I mean social media connected through yeah. all the online pl- uh, social media platforms and things like that, we feel like we're so connected. We feel like we know what's going on in so yeah. many people's lives, um, and yet loneliness and yeah. uh, disconnected feelings are actually rampant. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's because, like, scientifically and statistically, right. it's proven that you're only supposed to have so many connections in your mm-hmm. life that are deep and real and substantial. And we have, like, completely surpassed that threshold right. uh, with social media. And so that's, I think, why I admire your ability to be present where you are physically. Like, yeah. you've always been really good at being connected with the people you are. I always say that I would be, like, way better living, like, the 1800s. Like, I Bless. I mean, as long as nobody required me to write letters. But, like, I feel like, because <laughs> that would never happen. But I'm, like, I'm just, yeah, I'm really good at being with the people mm-hmm. that are, like, sitting on the couch with me. Yeah. I'm not really good at picking up my phone or, like, texting mm-hmm. people back. Mm-hmm. Well, and that segues really well. (laughs) This segues really well to my next question for you, actually. And that is, what is or have been the biggest challenges for you with this? And it's hard for you to admit, but you do have a gift of being present. And it's something I really admire and I know a lot of other people admire. So what, what have been some of the bigger challenges with that? It has been like a really deep thing that I've struggled with. I've been like I am like letting people down um, because I like I love people so <laughs> deeply, and I also am like a, a deep people pleaser. So we're working on it, but um, <laughs> I like try so hard to please the people that are like right in front of me. Mm-hmm. Um, that sometimes I like do, don't do a very good job of loving the people that are not right in front of me, and it like. I hate that. Mm-hmm. Like, it really actually, like, it's, like, the thing I think about when I go to bed at night is, like, oh, I didn't, like, I haven't called this person. Like, I yeah. didn't text this person back. Or I yeah. haven't, like, these people are so much better at staying in contact. And I'm just, like, so bad at being intentional like that. Mm-hmm. And it's not, I, like, it's so hard because I hate that it communicates. I feel like it communicates that I don't value or love mm-hmm. those people. Yeah. And I wish, like, so, like, the deepest longing of my heart is that those people could know how much I value mm-hmm. and love them. 
it just is like expressed so differently. Yeah. And I like every year I'm like, New Year's resolution. I'm going to get better at calling people. And I don't. <laughs> I never. I just like I've given up on it. Like yeah. I really wish I could. Like I feel like my mom has taken her like 29 years to understand that I'm not going to mm-hmm. call her. Even though like my mom is my best friend and I like love her more than anything. Like I just am so, I hate talking on the phone. Yeah. It's like the like Me I feel too, like. Though. But I feel like the, like FaceTime like phones whatever it's like that is like the epitome of like mm. biggest so pet peeve in life so you really do prefer like the physical yes. uh, like conversation and connection let's go have coffee i will like mm-hmm. talk with you forever but if you call me i will never answer <laughs> well good news is we're still friends <laughs> and i am all over the place but that's yeah. actually really interesting because i don't like talking on the phone either mm-hmm. like i screen my phone like it's oh, nobody's yeah. business and i'm not a seven and i'm not good at being present <laughs> i'm a four um but with something we talked about too like yeah. i'm sorry y'all are gonna have to get used to me talking about the enneagram because it has blown my mind and just helped me understand so much more of like why i think the way i yeah, do why i feel absolutely. the way i do but then also like it has shown spotlights on problem area I, should, oh, yeah. I don't know if I should say problem but yeah they're problems um, some rough areas, areas areas for growth <laughs> growth areas growth that's, good. Areas. that's good but I screen calls too because I yeah. hate talking on the phone I prefer yeah. the physical connection as well but it is interesting because um as a seven and sevens and fours are we were talking about this they're yeah. like very different in kind of external ways mm-hmm. like they look different if you didn't know the actual people but then kind of on like when you go deeper, yeah, we're a lot more poor. similar. Absolutely. Which is so interesting. Mm-hmm. We balance each other yes. fairly well. And we challenge <laughs> each other. It's really beautiful. Yes. So truth be told, I really think you are good at being present. But it, it's, it's also refreshing to hear from your personal perspective mm-hmm. that you find that there are even challenges that you face with being present. Yeah. Um, is there any other area that is kind of hard for you to do that? Yeah. I mean, like, I think I'm like... I want to say, like, I'm really good at, like, I love, like, walking the streets of New York and by myself and just, like, no music, just, like, taking in the sights and the sounds and the smells and, like, the people yelling at each other. I just, like, love it. It's, like, I, yeah. I like smell. No, absolutely. No. I love it. I love everything about the city. Um, but, yeah, like, that's, like, when I feel the most alive. But mm-hmm. I think if I'm, like, really, really honest with myself, I, I really struggle with being, like, fully present with myself. Like, um, I, so I, when I moved here, I was unemployed Mm -hmm. for two months, which is so long. Um, (laughs) I've never been like had that much alone time in my life. Um, it's just like me and my dog for two months, but I had a lot of time to just like be alone with my thoughts, especially coming out of just like a really hard season for Mm me. I, it was so challenging for me not to want to distract myself Mm. from being present Mm -hmm. just with my own self Mm -hmm. um I'm so good I I'm not so good but I like I feel like I my strength is in being present with other people but I'm not necessarily good at being present with my own emotions oh um yeah that's my my seven is showing a little bit (laughs) a little bit Um, I'm like give me all the emotions (laughs) I don't know it's just it's really hard for me to like sit in heart especially Mm -hmm. hard emotions I'm Mm -hmm. great at sitting in happiness (laughs) give me all of the joy I will sit in it and be present in it forever but um (laughs) but yeah any like hard stuff or pain Mm -hmm. um I just I want an escape from immediately so Mm. that is something that I'm trying to like challenge myself to be Mm -hmm. able to like train Mm -hmm. myself to be more present Mm -hmm. in yeah and that's another way I'm gonna say it a four and a seven work well together absolutely a four typically this isn't you know right blanket statement but yeah yeah, yeah. fours are very 
in with their emotions. Like, to mm-hmm. the point that an unhealthy four, their emotion is their identity. It's right. their truth. And that's actually something I had to walk through last year is mm-hmm. realizing, like, I am not how I feel. My feeling right. is valid, but it's not truth. And so I've, I've loved... I've realized I have a lot of sevens in my life, um, which, and I love, I love my sevens because they help <laughs> bring me out of the depths, mm-hmm. which is healthy for a four because a four can sit in uh, melancholy yeah. really easily. So my seven friends are like, let's go do the things. Let's go yeah. experience. Let's drink do- the bubbly. Yes. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Mm. And so it helps bring me up. But then at the same time, as someone who, as a four, I, I love vulnerability. I love yeah, emotions. I, I love need depth. you because yeah. I like. I have a really hard time, yeah, wanting to choose to go there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's way easier for me to exist in a place of yeah, just mm-hmm. like that high energy, fun, mm-hmm. stimulation, emotion, and um, that that can get me into trouble yeah. as a seven. That's what leads me into like really deep unhealth is when I'm when I don't make space for myself to do that. Yes. It's it's yeah, it's it's a scary little thing. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, sevens and fours are good in friendships and potentially romantic relationships. <laughs> I'm not an Enneagram expert, so don't actually listen to me on that. But anyway. <laughs> um, so just continuing in this topic of mm. the art of being present, because I do think it's an art. It's not mm. necessarily a skill. It's yeah. I think it's more of like something you, we can grow into. Mm. You have... I. I gonna say I think you have a gift of it but you also I in that you can help others get into Mm. bring you can help others I'm picturing it because like my mom is an artist and I like want I like every day I'm like why did I not get born with that gift (laughs) like I don't understand why I didn't get Mm -hmm. that passed down to me but I am like every day just like want to sit and be like teach me your ways yes right yeah I think there are things that like that each of us like are just Mm -hmm. naturally like more prone to and we can help each other like grow in those areas that maybe we weren't naturally right so (laughs) prone to there are a lot of people out there who like myself do really struggle Mm -hmm. with being present whether that's being present physically where they are with the people around them or um being present in their place in life uh whether it's like a job or a relationship Mm -hmm. or whatever um whether it's longing for something you don't have or something you want do you have any advice for people who really do want to grow in their Mm -hmm. ability to be present and want to be challenged in that in that area yeah (laughs) i feel like it feels so weird to give advice like i feel like i should be like an elder like I'm like I don't know I'm just figuring this life out too but mm-hmm. um, that's the point <laughs> um but yeah I guess advice I would give is just for, and what I'm still like continuing to learn myself is that like every season every place whether it's like physical or like the place in life that you're in mm-hmm. like has gifts to give you and it's like I've so learned that and like all the different places I've lived and all the different like hard spaces I've worked mm-hmm. through and places that I've loved living like every single one of them has like shaped me mm-hmm. into who I am and if I allow myself to like be there there is beauty in it mm-hmm. and like I think about like this last season of life for me um in Spokane was one of was a really really hard one for me both like emotionally spiritually physically like all the things um it was really dark that's like Mm -hmm. kind of an understatement but it was it was really tough but I think back on it now even like being on the other side of it and I'm like there is still such beauty in that space Mm -hmm. and I think about the people that I allowed into my life to speak into my life and to 
like help shape me and grow me and teach me Mm -hmm. and love me and allow me to be vulnerable, allow me to be broken with them. Mm -hmm. They showed me part of who I am and a part of who I believe the father is and who I believe like, and like what it means to be loved and to Mm -hmm. be loved to someone else. And I just think that there's, there is beauty in like leaning into wherever you are because like there always is going to be like another option. And as a seven, that's something that I I always have to like, (laughs) you know, like push myself Mm -hmm. to like not go there. Mm -hmm. But like, especially in the world we live in, right? Like there's always like someone else you can call. There's always something else you can watch. Like there's Mm -hmm. always like, there's just so many things like buying for our attention. And if you can allow yourself to like, just like be where you are, even though it's like so countercultural, right? Mm-hmm, like our world is mm-hmm. like so the opposite of that. Like yeah. every we like have like something on our wrist, something on our hands, taking yeah. our attention away. Yeah. But like if you can just like go get a drink with someone in your town that you live in, and like share yeah. life with them, yeah. there is just like such beauty in that. Mm-hmm. And like I think like that's where like real transformation happens. Mm-hmm. Like when you allow someone into your life that's seeing you on a day to day basis, that's like you know, that isn't seeing, like, the filtered version of your life, but Mm -hmm. is, like, seeing you in, like, your, like, rawest moments and in your, like, kind of put-together moments. Like, that's where real life happens. And it's hard to find in this day and age. But if you can find it, like, grasp onto it. That's Mm -hmm. my last, like, little piece. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Sarah, well, I feel like you just took us to church. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) What a gift uh, Mm. to have you as a friend. And known you for as long as I have. And we've both grown so much. And in different places. Like, we actually haven't physically been in the same yeah. place. Until this month. Since high school. So, Janine's been living in our, like, shoebox of an apartment for the last <laughs> month in New York. And, like, with my, like, six foot seven husband and my 70-pound dog. And <laughs> it's been just such a fun, such a fun adventure. We have, like, loved every second of it. And it's just been, like... Yeah, you learn a lot about each other living you in such a small a space. Lot. And <laughs> you you learn a lot about each other and from each other, which mm-hmm. I think is yeah. just the beauty of being fully present. present. Woo! We brought it back around. Look at us. But really, it like you are a gift to me and to so mm-hmm. many people, and you have now blessed our earbuds <laughs> with wisdom that mm-hmm. you do have. Don't discount that. So I've loved this topic. I've loved getting to obviously hang out with you tonight as we drink champagne and tea. Um, (laughs) And being that we haven't known each other since we were 17, well, longer than that, but we've been friends since we were 17, this is a question I'm going to ask every guest on this podcast because there's so many different ways you can answer this question. Knowing what you know now at 29, Uh what would you tell yourself at age 20? Oh gosh, <laughs> twenty-year-old Sarah. Oh, um, yeah. Whew. Uh, don't date Nick. <laughs> Sorry, is that too much? I no, don't know. It's so good, Nick. If you like, by some weird, random reason, you're listening to this. Sorry, um, <laughs> but I. <laughs> this is embarrassing. Um, but no, I think, like on a on a deeper level, what I mean by that is like, I think twenty-year-old Sarah just, like, really wanted to be wanted. Like, I just could, like, I just felt like I needed to find, like, someone that, like, wanted me, and the thought of somebody not wanting me was, Mm -hmm. like, so devastating to my person that I, like, couldn't stand that, right? Mm -hmm. And so I just wish I could go back and tell 20-year-old Sarah, you are enough on your own. Um, Yes. You 
yeah, like stop looking for someone else to affirm what you already know about yourself Mm -hmm. and who like you were already created to be Mm -hmm. and that, yeah, you don't need anyone else to affirm that in you. Mm -hmm. Just trust that you, like that you know it Mm -hmm. and walk in it. So that's what I wish I could go back and tell 20 year old Sarah because she made a lot of really poor life choices. Didn't we all? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. That's oh, my it's answer. so good. Oh, it's <laughs> so good. And I honestly would tell, uh, I'm also 29. I would tell myself that at 27. So. I, I know. <laughs> um, we're constantly. Daily reminders. Constantly growing and learning. <laughs> so it's a beautiful process, this whole learning how to be an adult thing. One more question for you before we kind of sign off on this episode of Wild Hearts with Janine. Um, who or what is inspiring you lately? I mean, I, I, okay, so this is my, my seven is going to show again because yes. so Daniel just bought me um, Michelle Obama's book for Christmas yes. and I like really want to be able to say like, oh, I'm reading this book about Michelle Obama and it's totally inspiring me, but I'm a seven. So I like, don't ever commit to those things. Like I'm like, oh, I'm going to read this book. It sounds so fun. And I like look at the pictures and then it like sits next to my bed stand and I like, mm-hmm. I've read three pages mm-hmm. because it's his life. Um, <laughs> but it's inspiring me on some deep level, I believe, because... Yeah. I love you, Michelle. Um, who? But right, who does? Who does it? <laughs> I know someone that's really inspiring me right now is my mom because oh. so my mom is the best person in the world, um, and accurate. she Very is this Friday actually. So in just a couple days, mm-hmm. she is retiring. Yes, and it is such a big deal because my mom is like I'm, I'm gonna cry. I know because my mom <laughs> is the strongest, mm-hmm. not even just woman, but like person Mm -hmm. that I know and she has lived her entire life like I don't have time to go into it but like literally since she was like a kid Mm -hmm. until now like she has lived her entire life taking care of the people around her Mm -hmm. and providing for the people around her and like working so hard to provide for people in the best that she can and has like spent her whole life giving to Mm -hmm. others Mm -hmm. and not really giving to herself and I just am so proud of her she's like worked so hard and is getting to this point where now like at this age she finally gets to like do the things that like Mm -hmm. bring her joy Mm -hmm. and that she cares about and I just like want to tell her like you inspire people Mm -hmm. like you inspire me to like to work hard Mm -hmm. to love well to like care for those people around me and to not give up Mm -hmm. and because she had like so many obstacles against her like my mom is amazing and she raised me like as a single mom Mm -hmm. she worked midnight shifts to be able to like so she could still take me to school in the morning and like and like pick me up in the afternoon because she's like that amazing and I yeah I've like I've never been that amazing and like for an hour of my life. So I just am like <laughs> yeah. she's so she's so amazing and people don't know that about her cuz she's so humble. So mm-hmm. she deserves to have her story told and she inspires me to want to like to love people like she is loved. Yeah. But also to like to chase after the dreams that she has cuz my mom is like such a yeah, she's such an inspiration. She has so many gifts she's and so talents talented. and passions yeah. oh my and gosh. Like, it's been so cool to watch her, like, finally really press into mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. and to see, like, the fruit that comes from that. Yeah. she's, it's so cool. That's yeah. my mom. We should start a Barb fan club. I, I I'll make t-shirts, buttons, all the things. Love your mom. <laughs> and, and just tack on to it, like, I love your mom. And something I've seen just demonstrated by her so quietly, which mm-hmm. I think is so yeah. beautiful. She's so generous. Yes. And she always 
has been since yes. I've known her. And I think that you've learned from her generosity. Mm-hmm. And now you are so naturally generous. And you, you don't expect things in return because that's not something you're thinking about. Which... I'm going to cry. You know, confession, <laughs> that's something we had to kind of work through while I've right. been here. Is I'm not naturally a generous person. And it's because I... Well, there are plenty of reasons, but I think one of the big ones is I wasn't shown a lot of generosity in my childhood, and maybe that's played into it. Um, Your mom is so generous, and you have learned from that, I think, and you are so generous, and I just think Mm. that's such a beautiful lineage. Like, Mm. what a way to, in a way, like, honor your mom, because you've learned from her. Oh, Oh, I love you guys so much. (laughs) Um, okay, I do have one more question. I yes. lied. Okay, I'm ready. Um, and this is actually the question I'm really going to end with for everyone because this podcast is called Wild Hearts with Janine. Mm-hmm. Not because I am like this awesome wild heart, because I'm a mess. But <laughs> are we all? <laughs> we are. We are all messes. But we're all figuring this thing out. So from your unique experience and perspective, what do you say makes someone a wild heart? This is a hard one. I know. Um, I think, I mean, honestly, I think that we are all wild at heart. Mm -hmm. If we're, like, really honest, I think there's just, like, a lot of, for a lot of us, there's things that get in the way of us, like, being able to express that. And, but I think for me, like, when I think about someone who's wilder, I think about people who are, like, willing to take the risk to do it. Yes. Yeah, or to express it. Like, mm-hmm. whatever that means, right? Like, it doesn't have to mean, like, moving every year. That's that's not what it means to be wild heart. And it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be, like, traveling across Europe by no. yourself. You no. know? It, yeah. Like, there's so many different expressions of what it means, and it's, like, it's whatever it means to you. But mm-hmm. I think it's, like, allowing yourself, like, to risk enough to express it. Gosh, that's so um, good. And I don't know. It's, like, it's been really encouraging for me. I think, like... Just even these past couple of years, I feel like there's been this, like, wrestling and, like, this, I don't know, like, whispering of, like, mm-hmm. this movement of women who are, like, finally willing to do that, you know? Who yeah. are just like, yeah. okay, I'm kind of done with, like, the way that the world says I'm supposed to be. Yes. And I just want to, like, be oh who, yeah. who I was created to be. Exactly. And to speak like the way I was created to speak yes. and to tell the story that God's put inside mm-hmm. of me mm-hmm. and live it however mm-hmm. he's called me to live it even if it's like so opposite of the way that like the world says I should or Dude. you know I, I wish you guys risk. could see me because I'm like fist pumping <laughs> right now <laughs> it's yeah. so good You're and it's right. scary you know it's, yeah. it's it's scary like risk is scary mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I think that there's just something so beautiful about taking that step absolutely dude that's like speaking my heart language mm-hmm. so um and so many people who are listening i'm sure so sarah it has been a joy and an honor to share this couch oh. with you um it's and pretty this, uncomfortable actually. it is a little you know Wait, it's been, did me wrong on it's, this one. it's been my bed it's not that bad <laughs> i promise um but it it's a joy mm-hmm. and honor to have you as a friend and a sister and uh juicy jen <sighs> okay yeah, I have a really bad nickname from, like, middle school or high school. It's, I will never let it die. It's Juicy Jen. It's so good. It's, it's so good. Very embarrassing. She's still on my phone as that, so. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. Oh, bless. Okay. <laughs> well, on that note, Wild Hearts, uh, we love you. We do. And uh, we hope that you continue to... Take risks. Yes. And, yeah, keep um, dreaming and mm. seeking and stepping out in faith.
Thanks for tuning in to episode two of Wild Hearts with Janine. I hope that the conversation Sarah and I had on the art of being present was a real encouragement to you. Be sure to come back in two weeks when I'm going to be sitting down with my good friend Lauren to talk through the process, how she decided to quit her day job in order to pursue her passions. I know a lot of us out there are kind of looking at maybe doing the same thing, so you're not going to want to miss it. We'll see you then. Thank you.